Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Irvine, California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project and the exhibition coordinator for Marking Time, Art in the Age of Mass Incarceration, which is an exhibit platforming formerly and currently incarcerated artists. And the exhibition is on uh, exhibition at Brown University from September 16th through December 18th, 2022. Hi, I'm Seth Rodney. Uh, I am the former uh, senior critic at Hyperallergic and now an independent arts writer and uh, curator. And I've been away from the show for a little over a month. I was in the Bahamas writing the first chapter of what will hopefully turn into my memoir, and then did some traveling, and I'm back now, and I'm glad to be back. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Uh, and happy to have Seth back, of course. Very. Um, eh, it's all right. Steve and I had, yeah, <laughs> Steve and I had fun, but uh, but definitely happy to have Seth. Back. Yeah, I think a duo um, is so much so, easier to manage. You know, just uh, Travis and I. <laughs> I don't know who I was going to goof on. Honestly, I was like, should I tell the joke about Travis? Should I talk about uh, Seth? Mm. And I was just like, I just go with your energy. But yeah, it was. We did mm. miss you, but it was it was really cool talking mm. with yeah. Travis about some things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, so, uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, places we've lived and kind of calling someplace home, uh, mm-hmm. identifying with, you know, where home is, um, which is a great, uh, this is Seth's idea. This is a, it's, it's a pretty layered conversation to have. Um, so let's jump in. Uh, yeah, Seth, I wanna, you, haven't, you haven't been here in a while. Do you, do you wanna, well, you I wanted to started? say that the conversation is kind of precipitated by not being sure what we were talking about today. And then Travis was talking about um, moving back into his old home in uh, what part of the world is that, Travis, again? Sorry. It's, it is an unincorporated uh, area of Orange County. Right. Um, so it's actually not a city. It's just this little carve out in the middle oh, of the wow. county. Okay. So, this little, this little haven, little gated community. You have, you have armed personnel patrol. <laughs> no, so it's funny. This <laughs> our, our. So we live in a place called what's. It's called Orange Park Acres, mm. and it is. Uh, you're not far from. I mean, you're not right about where we are, but you're not far from from uh, an accurate description of that area. Okay. So mm. we lived in when Orange County was founded. Um, it was obviously quite rural um, as you know, not even a suburb of, of a distant suburb of Los Angeles. It was quite rural. Mm-hmm. And uh, this area was zoned equestrian in the 20th century. Okay. So meaning that you can keep, you can stable horses yeah. on your property in this area. Okay. Hmm. And there were, these huge parcels of land. The region it's called the reason it's called Orange Park Acres is because each home was supposed to be an acre. Okay. Well, people with that much money in the 20th century needed a place where the help could live. Mm. Our house is in the area where the help lived. Okay. So, oh, wow. so yeah. our uh, our little parcel of land is not an acre. <laughs> it's, right. it's significantly smaller than that. Is parcel uh, is parcel and parcel the same word? 
I'm not sure. Pass on parcel. What is what does that mean? When I hear people say parcel, a parcel of land, a parcel of this, so I'm oh a part a parcel of land, a parcel of land. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was wondering if um, it was just. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's parcel is is less than I don't know how large ours is, but it is kind of a normal small you know plot of land for a house. In our street is the is the street where all the small houses are. And then if you if you walk about 10 minutes, you're amidst these enormous homes. One of them has a moat. Um, oh, wow. An, an actual moat. <laughs> not, I'm not saying like, oh, it's kind of like a moat. No. no. There's, a, there's a bridge <laughs> over a body of water into a large home. Right. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. You know, one of the Angels players lives up there mm. uh, on a house that's like been rebuilt twice, mm. and so uh, yeah, it's it, the area around us is super wealthy, um, mm. and you know our house is mm-hmm. uh, is quite modest. Uh, of course, it's Southern California, and real estate prices have exploded, and so uh-huh. you know our house, which was expensive to me when we got it in two thousand nine, is obviously worth quite a bit more now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is is of course wonderful, um, but anyway, that, that's that's the area. That's that's where the house is. So, so that's what we're going back to. Right. So your the, your house had burned down. Why you're in Irvine now, and why you're moving back into the house is that your house had burned down. When was it last year? February twenty one. Uh, February uh, two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Um, um, mm. I forget which date exactly, but because um, that's just not really how my brain works. But uh, it, it was in it was in the month of February twenty one. And. Um, that house was the first house that you actually lived in with your entire family, with Molly mm-hmm. and Dean and Liam. Is Ooh. that correct? Yeah, yeah. We got the house right before, uh, right after Molly and I got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And uh, and that's it's really the first home I've ever owned. So it's um, oh, you know, okay. lots of repeated serial apartments um uh before that which obviously Seth knows really well but um yeah i mean that was that was certainly the first house we've first and only house uh, i've owned wow. so that was the, that's more the place that you would call home than anything else except for you maybe be your parents home right yeah well my parents don't live in the same uh place that i grew up for the bulk of my life which was in walnut california um mm. we moved there when i was in 5th grade mm-hmm. um I don't, you know, it's, um, I, I'm pausing because I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm concerned about over-representing my detachment to things because there's lots of things I'm attached to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not, and I will be very happy to go back to our area. I don't really like Irvine. Um, mm. it, it's not, uh, you know, Irvine is super, Seth, you know, did his graduate work here and so has one particular memory of it that is not, it's probably not accurate anymore because my memory of from when I lived in Irvine around the same time Seth did was not accurate. Okay. It's super, it's super multicultural now, like lots and lots and lots of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is not a predominantly white community anymore at all. Um, it's, it's primarily, I would guess probably second generation, uh, non-white community. So lots of Indians, uh, lots of East Asians, mm. so South Asians, East Asians, uh, you know, 
a plenty a large Hispanic community. So it's it's a super multicultural area. Um, however, it is a super planned community. So uh, I had a professor that once described it as industrial strength suburbia. Um, oh wow! Which, which I thought, <laughs> which I thought was a really apt description of That's it. That's great. Uh, That's great. And you know these, and of course I don't want to look down. I I don't. I really try not to look down my nose at that mm-hmm. uh, because for a lot of people that live here, I mean, what a pleasure that must be, especially if you come from a more chaotic part of the world. Mm-hmm. So huge, wide streets, trees are everywhere, medians. Uh, yeah, look, they medians. Yes, it is a city okay. of medians. Parkways, right? Mm-hmm. Parkways mm-hmm. down the road. Parkways, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the shopping centers, though you know they they all blend in mm-hmm. to whatever suburban community. You know, same kind of stucco as the surrounding mm-hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. You know, I even think the fonts are normalized, <laughs> and, and you know, for God for the, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's which, do it. Yeah. Which I'm sure is a real comfort to people, but I fucking hate it. Mm. Like, I really, like, uh. it is just not my speed. I really mm. don't like it. Why don't it's you like totally it? totally anonymous. Uh. If I had, if I had uh, two, if I had more than two drinks, I would, ver- I could just walk into a different home and have no idea that it was mine. Like, I just, I would think, like, all the houses look the same. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying anything about the people, so this isn't that kind of indictment. I don't actually believe that. You know, that's sort of when I was a kid, I would say that about you know everyone's the same in suburbia or whatever. That's adolescent. I don't believe that. Right. But the the community identifies that way mm-hmm. in its architecture and in its its representation. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. There's very much everything is the same, mm-hmm. uh, and I just I don't like it. It doesn't appeal to me. So this area of orange, which is weird and strange and people, you know, lead their horses around at like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and Mm -hmm. driving around on golf carts and drunk people. I mean, I've seen so many (laughs) drunk, uh, like people riding around on their horses, like starting up these random conversations, you know, it's not like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a gadfly in the community. I'm not out and about, but it's just, it's a weird area. Mm. It's weird in 2022 to be riding a horse regularly. Like, <sighs> even though it's 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 fine, it's great. There's something charming no, about we, the idea, but you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because I I like a little bit of of <laughs> tradition. I like a little bit of tradition. So as long as it's not killing me sure. or killing the community or killing the economy, I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. No. No. Of course. I mean, there's this one. One. There are several ranch style, uh, like farm-like homes and some of them are farms like you'll mm-hmm. see a thing like you know the blank farm out mm-hmm. on, uh, i think they like one place grows raspberries or blackberries or something like that mm-hmm. and one of them like oh my god it's like trump paraphernalia exploded Ooh. out of it so like uh, during the, the 2020 election like there was an inflatable <laughs> trump out front. it was like it's bonkers and so okay you know i, I <laughs> It's a, but this. I don't mean to say that everyone there is conservative. I don't know that everyone there no, is conservative. I appreciate at all, the clarification, but, but I already knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's such an odd area. It's just. It's really weird. So wow. I, even though it's, it's probably you know, my my weirdness tends more towards urban. You know, I I prefer more urban mm-hmm. strangeness. Okay, but I'll take I'll take I'll take nonconformity where I can get it. 
And I hear you. it's, okay. it is. And so, and I, I like that about where our old home was or, and we'll, you know, we'll now our new home will be, Okay, but, uh, I don't, my connection, my deep connections are with, um, with people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and places, but not necessarily where I sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that uh, makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Why don't you guys, I, I, I'm sure you could ask follow up questions, but I don't want to take up all the time. So Seth, do you want to jump in or Steven? No, I was going to ask Steven because I know that Steven has, um, a really, um, varied living situation over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Stephen, you you grew up in Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. and that you have lived in Atlanta yep. uh, mm-hmm. for a while. Well, I think why well, I think about you were in school, and then you moved to New York, mm-hmm. and those are very dis- different places, right? Mm-hmm. Someone gave me some great language about the first city you move to after you leave home is calling it a starter city, and that's what Atlanta <laughs> was. <for me. laughs> I was like, that is some awesome language. I have to use that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're on the Seth show. You're like, Steven, so uh, you lived in. <laughs> I think, yes, that's right. Look at the camera. I mean, look at Seth. Don't look at the camera. Um, <laughs> so so uh, brief, briefly, Ohio is where I was born and raised, went to undergrad. Mm. At one point, tried to join the Army. Long story later. Mm. Oh, and, no. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Back up. You tried to join the army? Yeah, I tried to join the army. But again, let me just go back to that a little bit later. How how did you unsuccessfully join the (laughs) army? They really want people. They did not want me. (laughs) They did not want me. What? Yeah, they did not want me. And I'm trying not to be vague or opaque, but I would rather just go, like, open that up into another conversation later. All right. Okay. Next episode, Stephen Army? Wow. No, that can't be it. No. (laughs) (laughs) I plead. Um, So what I... So what Toledo did for me, Toledo was where my father migrated to on his way to California, but stopped in Toledo, met my mom and had kids and settled. My mother was born in Toledo and her people came from Tennessee. So he came from Louisiana, Arkansas. Her family came from Tennessee. And so Hmm. I call Toledo and a lot of states, a lot of upper uh, northern states up south because they they participated in a great migration and other migrations of folks happening, mm-hmm. looking for better jobs and so forth, um, leaving the south. And Toledo is a mid-sized city that acts like a small town, so I can still drive through it and know relatives of people who were I went to high school with. It's still that kind of city. Mm-hmm. It's still largely segregated economically, but racially not so much in the sense that there are a lot of interracial marriages there, for sure. And it's usually the classic black man, white woman model is what I call it, the classic model of racial integration. <laughs> and so when actually I go home and go to family reunions, sometimes I'm not sure exactly if there if it's the same white woman that my cousin married or if it's a different one, because sometimes they're different ones. And like, Michelle, Lisa, Aaron, the mother name. Because because <laughs> that's how I'm making fun of it, but actually, quite honestly, it's just uh, it's the culture of our family, my extended family, mm. that there's a lot of interracial mm. marriage, and um, that's what it is, and that it reflects Toledo um, mm. by you know in a really interesting way, and actually the Midwest, and it's mm-hmm. not something a lot of folks talk about. They talk more about economics and racial um, 
racial strife and all this. But mm-hmm. I um, did undergrad. I started school two years later than usual. I went. I graduated in '86 of high school. Went to um, University of Toledo. Uh, communications, broadcasting, English writing, and then I moved to Atlanta after serving as a children's librarian for three years in Toledo. I moved to Atlanta mm. because I wanted the degree and also wanted to leave Toledo. And I had wanted to mm-hmm. leave Toledo for a while, but couldn't figure out how to do it, which mm-hmm. is something that always happens to me. I rehearse leaving a place. I rehearse leaving a relationship. I rehearse leaving something. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. eventually do it. So I can go back in my journal and go, oh yeah, this is the first time I was like, no, I can't do it anymore, but there are going to be three more years of this. So Atlanta is beautiful, green. You have to drive everywhere, um, Mm. which is not my favorite thing to do. And Mm. I met some really nice people there. But Toledo, if Toledo taught me about class and race, Atlanta taught me about being on the right team. Mm. Fraternities, sororities, knowing the right people. And I remember uh, a former boyfriend of mine telling me, he goes, so you think you're better than everybody else, huh? And I was like, no, I'm just better than certain ideas. <laughs> and, mm. and even then, I think I would have gone back and said something slightly different, but I was just going, no, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. Just, I'm, but you guys are so involved in these ideas, this, this kind of everyone should be doing this rather than this thing over here. I, there was no mm-hmm. air in the room for me. And there was a sminy, tiny little small alternative um, Think space called Little Five Points, which was basically, you know, the place you go get your crystals and <laughs> and other things and records and whatnot. But New York mm. called me because Atlanta said, it's fine to get your degree here, Clark Atlanta University, but really, you want to be with Carla, my best friend, my son, and I only wanted to work at the Schomburg. So really, it worked out for me perfectly. Right after graduation, I had a job both at the Brooklyn Public Library and at the Schaum- and the Schaumburg was in progress. So I chose the Schaumburg over Brooklyn Public Library. The rest is history, but f- for the years that I've been here, I've been thinking about other places to live. And it was only, I think I might have mentioned this on a podcast before, it was only very recently that during the pon- pandemic, I realized New York has almost everything I want in this place mm. to live in terms of comfort, in terms of access to people, a a vibrant sidewalk culture, architecture, food. The people here are amazing. It's not something you hear about New York City in popular media. It's usually somebody mad or screaming or give me your give me your purse. You know, it's it's New York has got some amazing motherfuckers here. Just amazing people, thinkers, artists, absolutely regular folks, just regular Mm -hmm. folks who just came here and you see them every day. And so I'm in a community that I've been a part of for about 20 plus years. Um, as a resident, but also as someone in the community that people will stop me and go, aren't you that guy from the Schomburg? Do you know? And so I, I feel like um, I'm useful in a sense as a resource to kind of guide people to get to resources. So I like that as well. And I mean, as long as you have a sanctuary in New York City, I think you'll be okay. But if you have no sanctuary and you're, all, and you're, and you're assaulted by sounds and smells and and trash and whatever else it's hard to live that way 24 hours a day you know but new york is the place can i, I want to be mm-hmm. yeah, yeah can that's i it. just uh, uh, toss in on your your new york comment i complete as a non uh new yorker i completely agree with you like and and not because i visited new york at some super formative time in my life i actually went for the first time quite late mm-hmm. um and had been to many other cities before new york uh-huh. um and the 
that my experience of the city was uh, quite warm. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, you're surrounded by people that are in a in a big hurry to get somewhere, Absolutely. and you probably should not be standing in front of them while they're you on their way to, to get to, where they're going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I completely understand why people would feel overwhelmed, and I get the smell and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I remember it was the second or third day there when I went with Molly. So this is before we got married, but we were dating already. So getting quite late. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I'd visited Seth. Uh, he was out there at that point. And um, I was on the street. I was kind of turned around, even though I had the GPS, which is sort of embarrassing, but mm-hmm. kind of turned around. I wasn't sure where I was going. And two different people, like in the, in the sort of process of me staring at my phone or whatever, like stopped and mm. was like, oh, where are you trying to get to? And not in some like overly solicitous, like mm-hmm. let me, like just in this really, it was just very human. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a very human moment. And of course I had also rude encounters with people too. It's not that that. Exactly. But, um, mm-hmm. it, it, but it just, it was, it was just this very human thing. And you have so many humans rubbing up against each other all the time um, that I loved it. I mean, I really... I completely agree with that. That description of the city is is quite warm in mm-hmm. my experience, and and I think you know Kerouac talked about uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. in On the Road, and he said that it's the coldest city in America. Oh, interesting. And that is my that is my experience as well. You know, because he's talking about like sort of you know weather and all this kind of stuff, uh-huh. but really the coldest city in America is Los Angeles, and that oh, comports wow. with my own experience of it. I'm sure other people have had others. Yeah, I mean, in LA, but mm, but. Yeah, but that is that that comports with my experience. So anyway, I just want to say I, I completely I vibe with the the New York description. It's not. Sure. It's not. It's not. Thank you for saying that because it's not something that people typically talk about when they talk about New York City. Mm-hmm. They go environment. Sure. They go um, the least the least favorite part of the culture <laughs> that they like noise mm-hmm. this that trash blah 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 different parts of the city. But for me, for sure. you can live. There's a certain well, obviously, you have them have the means to live where I live. You have to have money. Um, so there's that. For someone like me, I can, I'm single and I have all this gay money. That's my dad used to call it. He didn't call it that, but we called it that. And it's like, what are you doing with all that money? My friend called it. He said, he said, what you doing with all that gay money? You ain't got no wife, no, no kids. I'm like, good gravy, dad. <laughs> I'm just spending all this gay money on these gay places, buying gay clothes, uh, you know, gay travel. Uh, it's exhausting. But for someone like me who loves architecture, who I really appreciate people, I'm the kind of person who's still making friends at 56. So some people stop mm-hmm. and they go, I just can't keep up with the friends I got. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do you know there's some amazing people out there? And you, I want to be a part of that. I want to build yeah. until I'm dead. Right. So, yeah. But this is the place to do that to me. And I, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. People say that, um, you know, there are many international cities, but I feel like this is a, a unique kind of international city. And uh, absolutely, you know, New York is capital of the world. I, I was thinking, I, you know, I, I'm sure I would get into a, a, a fight with some people yeah, over that, but I think, uh-huh. I, I think New York is the capital of the world. Um, it's in my experience. And I mean, there's billionaires were over now was at 57th street, I think. And it's one of those or 59th or 57th forget. But so there is a lot of economic disparity. There are a lot of, there is terrible management by our new mayor. He's just, 
you know, what I said, um, Eric Adams thinks. And I'm like, you are Eric Adams. Stop saying, talking to yourself in the third person. <laughs> it does not make you better. It doesn't make you any, I don't, are you a superhero? What What, what are you doing? You know, you're not a superhero because you don't have a lot of vision. Anywho, um, so there are a lot of problems. <laughs> and I feel like I have a right to critique New York on that, you know, on those things because of the time I put, put in here, but also... Because I'm on the side of the oppressed. I'm not on the side of the people who go, well, you know, I've got mine or that I have some mm-hmm. access. I have access to certain kinds of things. I don't believe that at all. Um, I think that the city could do better by that. Absolutely. So I, ha- I definitely have a critique of it, but it's a nuanced space. But I love it. I do love it overall. It's one of the places I chose. To, to your point, um, Seth, earlier, it's the only place I chose to live. Everywhere mm-hmm. else I've you know, I grew up in Ohio. My starter city was Atlanta for school. I went to D.C. for a hot second for a, a fellowship at the Library of Congress. But it was it's New York that I love. So I want to talk about living in New York. And I, I found myself nodding along when uh, both of you were describing New York as being this place that's warm and very human. Uh, mm. I also found in my experience being there, and I have to kind of quickly, I'm trying to quickly do the math. I don't think I can. Uh, okay. Trying to add up how many years I've actually been in the city. It's it's at least 20. But, okay. so let me run through this for the listeners uh, who don't know my story well. I was born in Jamaica. came to New York when I was six. Uh, was in New York um, from the time I was six to, so about 1976 until um, I left to go to California in 99. And then from 99 to 2006, I was in California after doing my MFA degree at UC Irvine. So that's where, um, that's the time that Travis and I met. Right. And we actually met through this um, mutual friend, Fareed Matuk. Um, and then mm, there were some years in the wilderness and in retail and blah, blah, blah. And then I went to London to work on the PhD um, after getting accepted to a program called the London Consortium at Birkbeck College. I want to say, in both instances of moving to California and to London, I used my education or my enrollment in a, in a, in a formal educational institution to move me because I knew I wanted to get out of New York. I knew that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd grown up there and I was frankly tired of the city by the time I left in 99. Right. I, I just, and, I, and I, I have some anecdotes I want to share about um, life on in the city which sort of illustrate some of the things that both of you are talking about. Um, but I, for me, it was always really important to get out and to live somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I like living mm-hmm. in Southern California, especially like living in Long Beach. Long Beach is actually one of my, one is, was, is still one of the favorite places I've lived in because it has this like, the thing that Travis was talking about, like a little funkiness, a little weirdness to it. Like it mm-hmm. had a, like I had a really robust artist community. Um, the buildings certainly did not look all alike. Um, downtown Long Beach was very different from where I lived on Dawson Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact, this is something that I wish that other places did. I love the fact that in California, it's typical to have a, Southern California, it's typical to have a kitchen counter that is tiled. I love tiling kitchen counters. It's just such a, like a cool thing. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I loved in my apartment, they had these sort of, um, I want to say that the architecture is Moroccan. I don't know. I don't know enough about architecture to, um, to talk about this well, but it was, um, 
not arch doorways, but they were curved. And I love that. Mm, okay. Um, um, the, the doorways in my apartment were like, uh, I think you had a mission style apartment that, building. That, thank you. That's, that's it. Okay. Exactly. That's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is right. Yeah. Because I did have a fireplace, mm-hmm. a, uh, the faux mm-hmm. fireplace that had the like mantle uh-huh. and it was all kind of like curved corners and mm-hmm. curved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, so I loved living there and I, lo- I loved living in my apartment on Dawson Avenue because of all the things I mentioned, and it also had a second entrance. So it had the main entrance, and then out back by the kitchen was another entrance. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that's 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 just I, I it's just such such a cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lived in London, I loved the culture of of London. I hated living in the city. The mm. city was it was cold. It was oh, overcrowded. Yeah. It was just unregulated. Mm-hmm. People lived in. Awful situations, just crappy. Yeah. When I moved into the, th- I moved, I was there five and a half years. I moved six times. Yikes. When I moved into the third place I lived in, was, is that my way? I started off at, yeah, at this house, this overly priced house near the station. Um, then I moved to South London and then, no, and then I moved up to, um, I moved up to, um, Oh, damn it, near Hackney. Um, and it was called this long, anyway, th- there was this fourth, the fourth place I lived in. I remember going there and I had to move out of the other place I was in, going there and looking in the kitchen. There was, it was a house I shared with other people. All of the situations were like that. I had to share a house with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the first place I lived in, which was really, really expensive. Um, I remember walking in and looking at the uh, dishes in the kitchen sink, and someone told me that the dishes had been there for the past month. <laughs> what? Month. <laughs> and I was like, I was just. Those are no longer dishes, right? right. I was just <laughs> like, you can't. That's like, not the trash. Like, you cannot be. <laughs> you cannot be ser- oh my god! Yeah, I, la- I, I, last, I lasted about three. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I lasted about three weeks there. It was it was horrendous. Um, I remember when you were moving a lot and I, you had a, I feel like the last place you were at was, the um, nicest. uh, so second to the last, you had a place in like East London where you were, uh, I remember you were, sh- it was like this really run down old apartment building that you would share. I, I think you were there less than a year, but you, you shared it with, some guy that like never came out or something like that. There was like, he was like, it was like a, that, that, like no, that was the place on green, no, that, yeah, no, that was the place on green lanes and I actually shared it with a bunch of different people. One woman who had a version of ME, which is like this, um, chronic oh, fatigue yes. syndrome. What's yeah, ME? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, chronic, it's their version of chronic fatigue oh, syndrome. Oh, wow. Wow. And I remember one time she called me and she was like, I'm across the street. I don't, I can't get up and walk into the house. Can you come get me? So I had to go across the street, pick her up, lift her up, carry her to um, the apartment and up the stairs into her room. Oh my Um, goodness. How old was she? Yeah. She's like, we dated actually. She was 32, 33 at the time, something. Um, Joanna. Too, Too old to need someone to carry her across the street. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you have chronic, that's no joke. I know at least two Joy- people who have it, and I can't like I've been tired. Where I didn't want to go across the room, like to put a dish in the sink. Right. I can't imagine that 
that being the way I'm in the world. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, love yeah. running yeah, no. and all of that. So no, yeah. it's real. Yeah, real. So um, yeah, Joanna Frost. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I moved back to New York in 2011 and had been there um, um, through. 2020 when I moved up here to Newburgh and I'm really glad to be outside of the city mm-hmm. because it's just, I felt like I never actually had enough money to have the kind of place in New York that I felt would allow me to be right. really comfortable there. I just didn't have a citadel. I yeah. didn't have a place where I could like, I'm an introvert and I needed to close out the noise and the lights and the interaction. And I just never quite had that, had that place. I, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you a couple of examples, though, of, of what New York life is like. Um, when people say that New York is a, New York is rude, la la la, I say, well, there's this thing that happened when I was visiting from London, and I was trying to get to Century Twenty One. Uh, I'd gone down, and I just, you know, it'd been a while since I'd been in New York. I'd been out in California for a long time. Was in London, and I was trying to get to Century Twenty One. I came out of uh, one of those. Sh- nearby subways like n r something like that okay and i'm and i'm and there's a guy he's a he looks like he has a painting smock on and he's like working with in the back of this big truck and and i walk by him i'm like hey do you happen to know the way to century 21 he's like and he looks at me like very very brooklyn new york italian guy he's like you want to know how to get to century 21 i'm like yeah he's like you want to know how to get there i'm like yeah (laughs) and he's like all right you go down that street you take that left you look for the building with the sign that said, la, la, la. And you go, you go right there and you should find it. It should be ahead of you. He says, he's like, did you get that? I'm like, yeah, you go, you go down the street, go left and see the sign, go, go right. He's like, now you sure you got that? Cause I don't want you coming back here and telling me that you lost again. <laughs> Which I love, yeah. you know, it's like he like put so much energy into like yeah. making sure I got to where I was going. And it was done with such fun such a sense of fun, lovingness. I just, I just, yeah, it was just, it's, that's New York for me. That, mm-hmm. it's I like awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was what just is, thinking how awesome what is, that feels, though. Uh-huh. That community uh-huh. thing that you just identified, a sidewalk culture, like, right. like my favorite thing. Like, I'll be walking by yeah. someone and they need some help with their, their pram. And I'm like, oh, I'll help you pick that up, you know. Or I'll right. hold your baby while you, you do that thing. Right. Because right. we're mm-hmm. all here together. I've never, right. I felt that way in Ohio to some degree, but then mm. not so much. But in Atlanta, you're always driving everywhere. And I was a student, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have that kind mm. of community. Yeah. Anyway, I just appreciate yeah. that too. It's like, I don't want you coming back here because there's a little bit of fun in it. Like, if you had to come back there, right? And you're like, I'm sorry, I just didn't find a way. He would probably stop, uh, you know, take you around. Yeah, there. here we go. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But also um, irritation, like, get this right. I'm taking my time to do it. Like, right, it's a very, it's right. a very human, it's a right. very human moment. Yeah, yeah for human, sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think part of the reason why um, LA is the coldest city is precisely what um, Stephen is getting at the nut. If you are, and I had, I remember having these conversations with people in LA about the difference between the two coasts because okay. lots of people in LA are from New York and lots of people in New York are from LA. And mm-hmm. they would say, Someone said the wisest thing about this for me was that if you're in your car most of the day yes. by yourself, isolated, listening to what you want to listen to on the radio, mm. smoking or not in your car, like whatever, like you develop 
a kind of sensibility mm-hmm. which is really me centered. Like it's not you're mm-hmm. not you get less used to rubbing up against people in the real world. And I agree with that. And I think I think that has something to do with the culture that develops. So that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. I'm on board with that. I think what you because it also speaks to the level of impatience you might have with services. Precisely. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of public service, and there are people who are like, and I couldn't believe how long I had to wait. And I'm like, you didn't seem to wait that long. Right, you were in the line for two minutes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So your expectations <laughs> around service, your expectations around yes. other people, yes, I think in general are heightened in a way that I don't have yes. that. I'm like, uh, it's, I'm not going to die. I know what a fire is. This isn't a fire. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. I yeah. was I was on the subway one time coming home. Um, this was during undergrad. And um, it was crowded. And there was a, a, I remember it was a guy, it was a big guy in a suit. I mean, he's definitely overweight. And he kept walking up and down through the car and like, excuse me, excuse me, trying to get through, excuse me. And I, I, like, I, I, by the third time he walked through, I was like, what is going on with this guy? And somebody was like, damn, what, 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 what you doing walking through the car so much? He's like, I don't want to go home. Ain't no woman there. <laughs> <laughs> You asked me. This is what I got to tell you. Love that too. Wow. I'm glad you witnessed that. I'm glad that you you witnessed that and you can tell us that story. That's awesome. That's yes. great. Yeah. And then another thing that happened on the subway, which I love. This is like my favorite New York subway story. I'm going home. It's it's not that crowded. It's all, I'm on the two train heading up north to the Bronx. And there's a but there's a Mexican guy, no shirt, just like dirty jeans, cowboy boots, drunk. Just dr- like sloppy drunk, right? Mm-hmm. No shirt and a neck brace, and and, <laughs> and, and, and just like sliding into people and sh- speaking Spanish to them when they don't, you know, clearly understand what he's saying, and um, just just sloppy drunk, talking to anyone who's and, and anyone who's near him. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, um, like you know, people like shoving him, shoving him away with their elbows. And at some point, he starts talking to the guy, a black guy across from him, and he, and black guy's like trying to kind of engage with him, but kind of not. Right. And he's like, "Look, man, I don't really understand what you're saying." And he reaches into his um, and he's talk, and he still keeps talking to him. And he's like, reaches into his pocket, takes out this um packet of tic tacs and he's like and he gives him and he's like here man take this man you need this and the guy's like and and the drunk mexican man no shirt neck brace takes it and puts it in his pocket and he's like no 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 don't put it in your pocket man put it in your mouth and and he says he says that's why they broke your neck problem solved everybody in the car Everyone in the car loses it, starts laughing. (laughs) Oh my god, that's 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 really that's real New York. It's a it's a moving it's a moving living room. Like you are in a living Mm -hmm. room with a bunch of people you do not know, (laughs) trying to go to where your 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 destination is, and you don't know what's going to happen. You hope that you're going to have a comfortable ride with your headphones on. Sometimes people are like, "No, pay attention, take off your headphones." I'm like, "Oh, this doesn't work." Seriously, I'm trying to, uh," and then. A woman asked me the other day for directions. The verse, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, express versus, you know, going to every stop. 
And I think, well, you're going to be going from 96 to 72 to 42nd to 34 to 14th. And she was like, right. oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. But initially, when she asked me to pull off my headphones, I didn't know what I was going to get. It was that weird moment when right. I, I, you're a human and I'm a human and I, I value humans. I don't want to be bothered. She might be a Jehovah Witness, though. Right. Witness. Exactly. Oh, no, they, they generally have... <laughs> Anyone is usually pandering some kind of religion. They generally have an outfit, like a little a template, some kind yeah, of you know. And they're like, yeah, "That's true." Yeah, there's that's a true. face. There's yeah. sometimes there's even a label. Like the Mormon stopped me the other yeah, day, and I was like, true. "I'm an atheist. I hope you have a wonderful life. Take care of yourself." You know, <laughs> kind of thing. I want to leave you with something, um, but also leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Mm-hmm. So, so I just uh, want to so say I, about about li- sorry, just uh, quick, quickly, no, no, just no, to no, no, round this. Good. So I just want to say that um um. Where I live now in Newburgh is probably the place I've actually most liked living. I, oh. I like having um, the city be adjacent to me, but I like being outside of it. I really do uh-huh. at this point in my life. It's just quieter. Um, I'm close to having a view of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really want. Yeah. Um, and the small town life really suits me. I just, I, that's what I yeah. prefer for sure. It's, yeah. It it's, like I, it. I do know. For, yeah, I do know for myself, it's really easy to idealize a place like that because I haven't lived there. So, you know, you, you, you go, when you visit a place, you take a certain amount of patience and curiosity with you that wears thin when you live there uh, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you got to go grocery shopping and right. you got to go to the doctor and, you know, Maybe all that laundry. kind of stuff. So I, I yeah. do under, uh, yeah, I do have some sense of, of that. Um, there are limitations in my impression, but, um, I w- would love to keep talking about it, but as you both know, I have to, I have to cut it short today cause I have to no get to, um, uh, get to an event. So, uh, hey, hey Seth, great to have you back. Thank <laughs> you. Nice back. to be back. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, uh, I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Yep. Yep. That Alrighty. sounds good. Be well. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.